What's up, everyone? Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on March 14th, 2023, with my very special guest, Zach of Atacan Farms. Zach joined me virtually today from his home in Vista, California. That's down there in the northern San Diego County area. He and I actually had done a mini episode together in the past, like back in September or October, and uh, decided not to publish it. So it was really nice to finally get a full episode in together. He's a really like-minded human being that has seen a lot of struggle, but also a lot of triumph in recent years, turned his life around. And uh, we talked a lot about recovery and his journey with that and how plants were a part of that. He is a full-time plant man. He He's working with plants full-time, doing maintenance for, for large gardens independently. And he also offers plants from time to time online at a can farms. I will plug links to his shop and his socials. Oh, he's also got a new YouTube channel. I'll plug that down there in the description as well. I want to take a moment to tell you guys about my sponsors. If you scroll down into the description of this episode, you will find links to Mezcala Nursery located in Long Beach, California. Green Touch Nursery located in Bellflower, California. Big shout out to Plantly.io. You can type in Plantly.io into your web browser or download the free Plantly app on Android or iOS. If you are interested in becoming a vendor, I have provided links for you to do so down in the description. Real Mushrooms is a mushroom supplement company offering hot water extracts in both powder and capsule form. These hot water extracts are made from the whole fruit body of the mushroom. No myceliated grain, all real fruit bodies of mushrooms. That's why it's called real mushrooms. I've taken it before for several months at a time. I haven't been taking it lately. I want to get back to it because I noticed a huge difference in me when I was supplementing the mushrooms. Highly recommend the quality and consistency of this company, Real Mushrooms. If you are interested in making a purchase, I have provided a link for you to do so in the description, or you can use code if plants could talk at checkout and you will get 10% off all future orders. I've also failed to mention recently that you can get 25% off your first order with a first time buyer code. I think you can sign up with your email. So definitely try to do that too. All right. Here is Zach. I'm here with Zach of Atacan Farms. What's up? What up, man? Happy, uh, what's today? Tuesday? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Happy man. Tuesday. Absolutely. Drinking coffee. I know we tried to do this once before and uh I'm not I don't remember what the reason was why we didn't move forward with it, but I'm happy to have you here again. Yeah, glad to be here, man. I don't really um I don't recall either. But I, think I was you like know. in the middle of moving. I think I was like about to move. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean your your whole setup looks different, dude, with the you know, your your wooden walls here. Like usually I remember you seeing something like mine, you know, you got the uh <laughs> the regular white walls. <laughs> Yeah, brother, I recently moved uh, not too far, just about an hour north okay. up into the mountains a little bit and uh, nice. traded uh, some floor space for a smaller cabin, but like a lot more land. So we got like a lot more outdoor space now. It's pretty cool. cool. That's where it's at, man. Yeah, I noticed you've been uh, absent online lately. What's been up with that? Yeah, dude. Um, I've been off like social media since um, like I want to say maybe like October of last mm, year. Nice. Um, yeah, dude. It was really um, I guess refreshing, dude. Like I was able to just kind of hone in on like um me. You know what I mean? With no outside like 
hey, this is cool, or hey, let's go over here, or you know what I mean? It was just really kind of streamlined, like, um, focused thought and just able to, like, you know, focus my energy, dude. I started um, really doing, like, freelance um, work for myself in October as well. Nice. Um, yeah, it was great, dude. Like, I made more money working for myself than I ever have for any other company. Um, and, you know, working with plants and... Um, but, you know, there was just nothing more that I could really ask for, dude. It's great. That's beautiful. So before you decided to do that, was there anything that you noticed about uh, online that was maybe taking away from reality? Or like, um, what was the biggest inspiration or some of the inspirations behind doing that? It's just a time waster, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Uh, for me personally, you know, I can always only speak for myself, but like if I got a couple minutes to burn, um, I'm going to pull out the phone and start scrolling through Instagram, you know what I mean? Or, you know, check out some stuff, uh, you know, the news or X, Y, Z. Yeah, man. So let's, let's get some background info for, you know, maybe for the listeners that aren't familiar with you, where are you from? Where are you talking to me from? For sure. Um, right now I'm in, uh, Vista, California, nice. uh, North County, San Diego, um we're you know just a few miles from the coast um so the weather is just you know there's not a lot of plants that don't like the weather around here you know from um succulents to tropicals palms you know you name it grasses everything um it's it's a really great environment for um plants um but i grew up in um indio a desert you know so that's kind of where my like I feel um, gravitation towards cactus come came from, um, and just kind of the whole like Xeriscape feel. How long were you in India for? I feel like that uh, that's a different lifestyle than than North yeah. County San Diego, right? Big time, big time, dude. It's like more like a you know like a retirement community kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, out there in Palm Springs, like if you don't you know golf or swim, then there's not really much to do. Yeah. Um, and I came out here um, just about a decade ago, maybe a little over, um, mm. to Vista. I came out here to get clean, dude. I was um, I was on the streets out in India, slamming heroin for um, for like four years, and um, I went to this program in the high desert that was um, it's uh, in a city called Phelan, like by like Wrightwood and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like this biker church. It was really bizarre. Like all these rusty, crusty, bearded dudes who were like, you know, smoking stogies and chewing tobacco and like, you know, just like somebody you'd expect to see in a bar, um, like gave up all that life and are just like on 10 for God, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's such a bizarre scene, but it was really cool to, um, to experience. Um, and it was a free program. So like, I didn't have to, you know, no money out of my pocket, literally. That's beautiful. Um, that was great, dude. It was a six, so I was there for like 60 days, a little bit over. And, um, I met this kid there that lived in Vista and he told me about this other like work type program called Green Oak Ranch. Mm -hmm. And, um, basically it's like a rehab, but they teach you how to like build a new life, like have a schedule and go to work and, you know, be like a regular yeah. person again. Cause that's really what it is when you leave rehab. That's really like where most people fall, you know? Yeah. Um, and I had gone in and out of rehab, da, 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 you know, relapses, that and the other. 
And I knew that that's where I was messing up, you know, like I'm, I can do my, I can do my, uh, my first 30 days, no problem. You know, I'll do that stand on my head, but it's like, when I get out there on my own, that's when like things start to mess up. Mm. Um, so dude told me about the program and, um, you know, next thing I knew I was out in Vista running the program, um, met my wife, um, okay. who was also in the program nice. and, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was, um, you know, it was a little taboo rehab um, romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but it worked out you know we're 13th still like, stepping you know, to exactly exactly um but you know we had two kids we're still together and like you know Beautiful. like uh, I, yeah. I couldn't have planned it you know it was all god kind of a thing yeah no absolutely absolutely uh i've sure. definitely definitely have met some amazing some of the most amazing beautiful human beings in my entire life in that setting you know some of the most talented yeah. artistic like radically creative and you know Big time. free spirit type people and it sounds like you you did something uh differently this time you saw where you were lacking and the, the type of programs that you went through those are the ones that have the best success rates actually you know, like the ones that are super super christian you know you gotta mm. get up at fucking 5 a.m make your bed yeah. it's like tough well love. see but it wasn't like that like no? you ran your own program at the same time but you really? did it on their property yeah so they gave you the freedom to like choose like okay i want to go to this meeting or i want to go to that meeting it was really cool that's cool man and and then like the the work program too it's like experiential you know like you were on a um, ranch yeah. or something yeah, I was on a ranch, um, and, you know, they had, like, emus and goats, and, you know, there was, yeah, all types of cool stuff there, um, but I was working in the kitchen um, as a cook, and, um, yeah, there was, like, foster foster kids that would come through. There would be, like, camps of, like, 400 kids, right? Mm -hmm. So we'd be making, like, you know, however many pizzas to feed those guys and, you know, just doing all the, the food stuff and whatnot Wicked, um, for the camps. And was that yeah, it was an, cool. Was that an indigent facility as well, or did you have to pay for that? Um, no, that one I did have to pay for. Mm -hmm. Um, but they had a scholarship program. Nice. And um, yeah, my mom, it was dude, it was really cheap. Um, back when I went, this was you know obviously over ten years ago, but it was only like four hundred dollars a month, man. And wow. they feed you, they house you, and yeah, it's like dude, most rehabs are like sixteen hundred, seventeen two grand a plus a month, you know. Yeah, um, the one so I work at seventy five thousand a month. <laughs> oh my god! See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's crazy. That um, cool. yeah. So you know, not only is it affordable, but they're giving you all these tools, yada yada. You know, and um, yeah, man, it's it was just it was right where I needed to be, dude. Man. And it actually got me into plants too, um, yeah. by being there. Yeah. I, now that I look back at it, there was one Christmas um that i was there and like you know the poinsettia right mm -hmm. the like you know the, the christmas plant mm -hmm. um it actually has a lot of local history here in north county san diego that i didn't know about um up until recently but to backtrack um you know somebody had like left left this poinsettia after christmas and i saw it just sitting on a table and i was like you know what dude this is you know this is going to be my poinsettia like i'm going to take care of you you're going to be my plant and um that's kind of what started it dude it's so bizarre wow yeah that's yeah. incredible man and like when at a time where you were at, you know rebuilding this yeah. beautiful thing comes into your life that looks like it's stuck around for quite some time for sure man and it like it didn't really like settle in um up until the past few years you know like as as substantial uh big part of my life as it is now but it was always like there when i look back at my life you know it's like oh 
I could follow the the breadcrumbs, you know, to where we are today. Sure. It's a trip, man. So yeah. what did those breadcrumbs look like? What kind of plants were you were you doing in the early days? So in the beginning, um, my so after the poinsettia or during the poinsettia time, my wife, girlfriend at the time, gave me a bowl of succulents. Like her mom still to this day, like is like, you know, like your common like, um, you know, sedum and like uh, echeverias and et cetera that you see in the landscape. You know, she, you know, takes cuttings and propagates and like that was like her thing. Um, and so she shared that with me. And then that kind of turned into um, like I tried edibles for a while, you know, like food. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to like produce something, you know, to like show something for my efforts and whatnot um, at first. But for some reason, that just wasn't good. I just I wasn't good at it. I don't think I water enough or I don't really know. I never it's really figured out. Yeah, it is, man. Shout out to all those folks that grow food. That shit is rough. Yeah, bro. I can't I can't do it. You know, I, I, I grow cactus. Um, and that's, you know, sometimes I even overwater still to this day. Um, but I'm learning, you know, I, I learn from my mistakes now. I'm not just like, ah, screw it, like I did with the food, you know? Mm, mm. Yeah, and that's a big part, is learning. Did you dabble in any cannabis growing? Um, oh, big time, big time. I thought yeah. so. I thought uh, I <laughs> yeah, I worked on, so before i started professionally working with plants i was in um logistics like air freight shipping mm -hmm. and um it was really intense dude i had literally three computer screens just imagine like bah, 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 three computer screens i'd walk into 400 emails plus every single day there would be just phones ringing nonstop, and it was just the most chaotic intense environment i had ever been in um and i did that for three years and um I was making six figures, dude, six wow. figures a year. I was making really good money. Yeah. And to be, you know, I dropped out of high school two times. <laughs> I don't have a degree. I don't have a diploma. You know, I was a homeless street kid, you know, to be making six figures in my early twenties with um, two kids at home, you know, that was a, a really big accomplishment for me. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, who, who wouldn't be stoked to that. Right. Right. Um, but the effort that I was putting forth at my job, um, I was just like grinding my face against a stone, you know, and I just like I was beat once I left work. I was never able to spend time with my family and actually like enjoy my life or the money that I was earning. Yeah. And um, I had I had taken some mushrooms and um, it was towards I want to say maybe October 2019 or so. Mm -hmm. And um, I had always taken them as like kind of uh, in high school and stuff like that as like um to like center myself to yeah. like kind of regain focus and um i had done i hadn't done it for a long time because i had gotten sober right and so i had been like 100 percent sober for like three years and then i kind of like started smoking weed and like drinking every here and there and mm -hmm. nothing like um i would say that's like harmful you know like social drinking kind of a thing yeah casual yeah there you go you know yeah, um i relate but, you know, I can still get up and do my job. And, you know, it's not like a swirling around my life kind of a thing. Especially when you're at a point in your recovery that you feel comfortable and safe enough to take that risk. There's yeah. a risk, right? For sure. Big time. Yeah, there's but definitely a risk. I don't think that it, I don't think that it necessarily, um, like, discredits any any part of your recovery or accomplishments, you know. Yeah, everyone's got their own walk, right? Yeah. For sure. Please, um, you sorry. 
yeah no 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 chime in whenever um but so yeah you know it was, it was um late 2019 i had i had taken a good amount of mushrooms and it just like it clicked in my head like you know you're you're not doing what you like your life's not getting any shorter yeah. and you're just putting forth all this effort to not really enjoy your life and so just stop you know yeah, right. and i didn't jump out of the job until um i was on the forklift right i was the night operations manager so it was the middle of the night in the winter time and all of a sudden again i'm from indio right all of a sudden it starts hailing on me dude hailing just and I, again i'm from india i've never experienced hail in my entire life i've seen some some rain you know mm -hmm. in the desert and that's about it dude and so I just took that as a sign from God, like, you know, you are not where you need to be and you need to go. And so I literally drove the forklift into the warehouse, pulled up on my manager. and was like, fuck you. I quit just like half baked. You know, and I walked out. Fuck and, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> it, it, it was cool. But afterwards, I was like, oh, shit, like, what are you doing? You're walking away from all this money. You got a family to support and da, 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 da. And I just knew that I love plants, dude. And to just pursue plants, you know, and um, that's what I did. And, you know, it wasn't like a overnight or anything like that, you know, but I'm still doing what I love and I'm paying the bills and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I took that risk, that jump. And um, it was wild, bro. It was wild. I wouldn't recommend it for anybody to just, you know, rip out of anything. But if yeah. you have a sign, you know, take it. You took a leap of faith. Yeah. 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 And it paid off. I'm glad there to hear definitely it. some dark days you know <laughs> i'm sure all, it came with challenges right yeah it came sure. with a lot of challenges and and getting used to and probably having lifestyle changes even yeah big time adjustment yeah you know being your own boss um it's rough kind of you know it's, it's easy it's easy to lose motivation you know mm -hmm. um for me anyways you know it's easy for the wind to get taken out of my sail you know i could be cruising along for a good week but there could be something that just you know a little speed bump and it's just like ah I don't want to work, you yeah. know, and if you don't have like your boss telling you, Hey, you got to get to work. This is your schedule. You know, you're nine to five. Then it's like, it's easy to just be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You know? Yeah. So you got to keep that consistent, like motivation and just keep it going. You know, that's probably um, the biggest adjustment right there. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the consistency is probably the hardest part and that motivation that you're talking about like yeah especially if you work at like say you work in the same place that you're sleeping that you're living it's like you know it's really easy to get distracted and mm -hmm. in your office is your home you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's a challenge man uh, i commend anyone that does that and i commend you for taking that leap bro and i'm glad that it's paying off so what what, what are you doing now um so right now um since october seems to be like a pivotal moment in my life it's weird of october of last year um, so 2022, I, um, just started freelancing. I, mm -hmm. um, I got some customers, um, that are right on the coast that don't mind paying an arm and a leg for the work that I put in. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I'm there, you know, weekly, monthly, whatever they want. And, um, it's paying the bills. So, nice, you know, tending, yeah. tending, tending landscape and stuff. Yeah. Mainly, um, maintenance on established yards. Okay. Um, I have done some design and install work, which I thought I would initially enjoy more, but now I'm finding out I really just like maintenance. Yeah. Um, you can just go into someone's yard and just do your thing and just bounce out. And you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to like 
the human interaction for some reason isn't always what I'm after. You know, yeah. some days I just want to work, you know, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to chit chat to you about your hydrangeas and your gardenias and stuff like that, you know. Um, but there are a few clients of mine that have like really badass yards, you know, some cycads and some cool like aloe trees and um, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Like today, um, this morning, I have a client right on like literally on the coast in Solana Beach. Uh -huh. um shout out jeff moore right by his place solana succulents um but they just had me bring some um these these plants called cordyline soledad they're mm -hmm. really cool like kind of tropical just really like a leafy um i don't know linear shrub more or less they're cool plants um uh, but i just brought today i went over to rancho soledad um in rancho santa fe which is a big wholesale nursery that i used to work at um before i was at the botanic garden mm -hmm. um but so i saw like you know jesse and um hunter and all those guys over there today oh, um cool. yeah yeah those are good friends that i used to work with and stuff like that jesse um, who who's who was jesse on? jesse which, he um he's a jesse? he's an old school guy okay um he's not like on the internet or anything like that he's okay. been working at um rancho soledad for over 40 years cool um yeah he's a really cool guy um i definitely recommend you know if anybody checks out that nursery to like hop in the golf cart with him and just chit chat he's I'll a cool guy check that out. Nice. yeah man if you're if you're ever in the area i definitely recommend um even if you're not buying anything they have so much cool stuff in ground uh on like display you know that's just amazing like yeah. i'm talking dioscar elephantifus like the size of two beach balls cool. like cycads that are just you know ancient and you know aloe trees um are you, are you familiar with kelly griffin at all no no he was a a big um a big player at um rancho okay he, um, he does a lot of um aloe hybridization for like altman plants i believe okay. still um i'm not sure if he's still there but i know he went over there uh, so he was at Rancho and they would like send him out to Africa to like, you know, collect plants and stuff like that. And, Sick. um, aloe, yeah, dude, super cool. Um, but aloes what is what really like fired his rocket. And so there's just like an immense palette, you know, aloe peglaray, uh, Voet Sonda, like, you know, all the really cool, um, one-off aloes that are pretty uncommon in the trade. They're just, they're in abundance, man. It's, it's super cool. Rad. I get off, I get off the train over there sometimes because my lady's family lives in there. So we get off at Solana Beach and I'm okay, like, I gotta check that out, man. I've never heard anything about it, so you're enlightening me. Uh, yeah, hey, they don't I... do any advertisement or anything like that, but you know they've been around since the '50s, so they got they got word of mouth. Nice about that field collecting stuff. So I know it's a controversial topic, but um. Would you say that the vast majority of the species that we have that come from that area wouldn't exist in our like in our collections and uh, in the numbers that they are without originally being field collected? A thousand percent. I mean, you can't, you know, what? how are you going to, it had to come from habitat at some point, right? Whether it was yeah. the seed or the cutting or the whole plant, right? It had to have come from habitat mm -hmm. at some point, um, whether it was ethically harvested or you know did they consider if i you know cut this limb is it going to kill the whole plant or is this killing a whole population you know that's a whole nother story um yeah, but yeah. you know if you think about it from a logistical standpoint it always had to originate in habitat right yeah is there still a way to ethically do it um 
I believe so. Depends yes. on who you ask, huh? <laughs> yeah. Just like you said, it's a controversial topic and you know, I don't want to get, um, and we don't have to get woke about it either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I feel that with enough, um, conscientiousness, yeah. you can do it in a sustainable manner. Sure. Um, you know, whether that's, um, collecting seed or if it's taking cuttings or you know xyz I, I don't really know what that looks like at the end of the day but yeah. i believe there is a way to do it without harming um the habitat the population yeah. regulation right um maybe maybe yeah to some extent yeah there's you know there's a right way and there's a wrong way yeah obviously to as plants naturally do it right because plants are naturally reproducing so we just kind of have to emulate what plants are doing as much as possible without yeah. interfering you know I, I believe yeah well, i feel like collecting seeds is probably like the the least harmful way so long as you're not taking too many uh i'm well, curious sorry go ahead well no so i was just gonna say i went out to um borrego springs just this past weekend and um, there's ferrocactus, ferrocactus cylindricaeus, just in abundance out there. And the majority of them that I saw were probably like, you know, like anywhere from four feet to even like five feet. They were really big, old specimens. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very hard for me to find a small one, like a mm -hmm. seedling. So I, I started to like look at all the old specimens and think, you know, okay, here's a seed pod, here's a seed pod, here's a seed pod. And where's the, you know, where's the pups? Where's the babies? There's, yeah. there really isn't one um, or any. I found maybe, um, I didn't go that far, keep in mind, but I found maybe like two or three bowling ball sized um, seedlings, I would call them compared to the, the specimens out there. Um, and so in my mind, how many hundreds or thousands of seeds did it take for just that one little um, seedling to actually start? Right. So you know, even taking a hundred seeds could really be detrimental in the long run to the habitat. So it's still, sense. you know, it's still a toss up. Well, yeah. that's the best way or not. Yeah. Well, everyone forgive me for my ignorance because I don't know shit about this topic, <laughs> but uh, I'm curious, are there people that are out there assisting spread the seed? Like, is that an intervention that's, that's viable that we, well, cause since you oh. saw such a lack of them, like it, would it be, uh, helpful or, or ethical to to take a seed pot and fucking spread them out you know what i mean you know what i don't know um yeah. just because so another thing that i noticed is that um when i did find a seedling it was near another plant or like in dead shrubs or something like it had gotten caught there right protection like it got blown out one more time maybe, maybe a little bit of protection too from the... exactly. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that like the seed got caught there and it, it got enough shade protection and enough water to germinate and then grow in that area. I'll see you again for a moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was I going to say about that? Oh, did, did you see Dean? I think it was Dean. Gnosis. He ha has been reintroducing loaves. <laughs> was it I him? I <laughs> saw something about that a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. Dean's the homie. I actually, um, we, I helped him build his greenhouse that he has out there. Cool. Yeah, it was super fun. And we were, um, you know, punching holes with the auger on his skid steer and like putting up the post and cementing him in and all that fun stuff. Dean is, um, Dean's a really good guy, dude. And his place is really cool. 
Yeah, I haven't been definitely there yet. recommend. You have I definitely I recommend checking any, out any of the like southern uh spots, but I love that idea. That's kind of what I was thinking in my head with this with the spreading of the seed, like reintroducing plants and just trying yeah. it out. It doesn't hurt to try, you know. Yeah. I mean, even gorilla gardening, dude. Like I'm just sometimes I'll go around with like an agave that just, you know, came from like a client's house and I'll just pop it by the side of the road or like, you know, by the freeway or whatever. And nice. you know, in, in 10, 20 years it'll flower and shoot off some seeds and maybe it'll make uh make some make some babies somewhere, you know? I love that, man. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, gorilla gardening is super cool. I have a book called Gorilla Gardening. I don't know. Really? Yeah, it's right here. But cool. uh, I have to read it. I imagine like, yeah, been, read it. <laughs> I imagine you've been learning a fucking lot from doing this job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's um, that's really what keeps me going. At the end of the day, I think is 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 more learning. I really enjoy um, learning and experimenting with um not just plants, but it's also life, man. Like there's a lot that I've learned from taking care of plants that also translates to life or taking care of a child or just being a good human, you know, it's, it's yeah. bizarre. <laughs> it makes you a little more gentle, slows you down, right? Yeah, for sure. More caring, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful, man. Uh, I know you do some stuff with ferns too, right? Don't you have a, a staghorn collection? Um, not really a collection, but I have a few staghorn ferns. Yeah, I got one just right over here. Um, you want me to grab it? Sure. Check yeah. it out. Let's check it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I mounted it a while ago, and you can see which way it's growing. Whoa. You know, it's all going out that way. Yeah, I'm not Sick. sure if it's... There's two different ones here. There's two different species. I'm not... I think this is superbum, and then I'm not sure what this one is up here. Um, I'm not too nerdy when it comes to the staghorns and stuff like that i just That's like the way they look cool though man yeah i killed one recently my grandma oh no it was like <laughs> i don't know because i moved up here into the mountains and i just didn't think it through bro i should have kept it in the house but it, it might have been had, cold yeah i had some like um some root mealies and stuff so I, I wanted to keep it outside until i cleaned it up and i just oh man that is old as hell too and it's a goner but you know you Bummer. live and you learn yeah 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 i've killed many plants dude many many plants even even recently like i killed a <laughs> i don't even want to admit it but i killed a dorstenia gigas or gigas however you pronounce it i don't know who um, it is. no oh man uh, i spent i spent a pretty penny on it and that's the reason why i'm so upset but yeah. you know you you live and you learn um yeah. <laughs> it's just too early to water for a lot of those plants right now yeah yeah at least in my climate it's um you know i know you mentioned it's raining over where you are um it's if it's not sprinkling most of the time um it's you know overcast out here a lot of humidity in the air and stuff but isn't north county san diego like notoriously known for the divide the diversity of succulents that grow there like in abundance and i'll have a shitload of nurseries like fallbrook yeah. i know is like boomtown right yeah for sure um, you know, I think that the weather, um, it only helps that because then you can continually focus on something else because you don't have to worry about your watering situation. Sure. Um, you know, because the humidity in the air kind of just naturally takes care of these, you know, succulent and desert plants. Yeah. Um, and that's just sometimes I don't want to allow Mother Nature to do her thing and I want to do my own, you know, human supplemental water. 
which is my biggest downfall. So I'm, you know, very um, cognizant of when I water and how much I water, you know, things of that nature. Well, we haven't had a winter like this one in a long time. And if you don't have cover, I imagine that, that those, there's people out there that are listening that have killed as many plants as I did in SoCal this winter. I killed a shitload of fucking plants, bro. <laughs> Even baby loaf seedlings, like they oh, just man. got destroyed by the rain. Like it wasn't overwatering. The rain was so was so like uh aggressive and heavy on it that it just ripped them apart, like ripped them to wow. shreds, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's bizarre. Wild I brought winter. all mine in this year um for winter yeah i have um a heat heat um heat mat uh-huh. and um some lights in my garage that i start seedlings on and um the more sensitive stuff i brought in yeah and um i tried to extend the um growing season by mm-hmm. you know giving it artificial light for a longer time and then the heat and stuff like that um but i don't think that the plants responded um to it i think they still realized that it was winter time yeah i noticed something similar last season i did like a t9 and uh the only thing that kept growing was like uh soft succulents but the cacti huh. seemed the cacti seemed to be pretty dormant uh when i tried yeah. to do i wish i could do that here but we're like on strict power uh usage here like we can't we we're, we're not even turning lights on bro like at night all our lights are off i got candles lit because oh dang power here is like super super expensive so i had to change up my way and like i'm even probably gonna have to change up the type of plants i grow and stuff but it is what it is it's it's cool it's it's real beautiful here i want to do some some cannabis this season for sure hopefully yeah. in a greenhouse down there we got a little hoop a little greenhouse and nice yeah man weed's really easy to grow i yeah. i enjoyed it um a lot initially well, so that's, you know what, to backtrack, I think we were touching on that a little bit. That's really how I got involved in um, plants, was starting to work with weed. Mm. Um, yeah, I think we, I was we so... glazed over it. We yeah. <laughs> it's a trip how that happens, huh? <laughs> um, so yeah, logistics, right? So yeah, uh-huh. there we go. I was at logistics, did the half-baked thing, um, just jammed out. And I had a family friend in the Hemet Temecula area uh-huh. that already had been growing weed since like the 70s and needed help some old guy who's like you know rusty and crusty and kind of just he needs help you know needs a young guy to come out and just sling the shovel and you know do all that fun stuff cool and um the facility if you want to call it that was six miles down a dirt road already you know like an hour and a half away from my house then plus six miles down a dirt road that was unmaintained and just super like you know backwoods type stuff so i would go out there in my van and stay for like three days at a time and just you know work the whole time um it was really cool and got really big exposure to like what it is to grow plants on a large scale yeah um and to like develop the momentum of you know get up in the morning and you know just start busting your ass until the sun falls down and um do it all over again you know high maintenance for sure but but easy yeah. enough like if you're if you're rigid about it and you stick to it you know they, it's they really thrive. a schedule yeah it's a yeah schedule. yeah big time and that's see that kind of um became a turnoff to me yeah um mm-hmm. when i was growing plants it's like i just kind of want to 
I want to feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, okay, well, it's been such and such weeks and da da da. And now we got to turn the lights down and we got to kick up the, the nitrogen or da da da. You know, it just kind of took the, um, the fun out of it, I guess. You know, yeah. it just, it's made it too sciencey for me. Yeah. Um, still super enjoyable, you know, to get like a product at the end of the day and like, you know, I, I grew this, you know, that's like a yeah. great feeling. Um, so, you know, there's no uh, i'm not bad talking that or anything like that but just for me and like what i like to grow that just kind of took the fun out of it yeah um unfortunately i'm hoping yeah, to get some like ready the flowers and just put them in the we have like a bed with a, a cage around it and then there's like a greenhouse and i'm hoping to just kind of do it organic you know not yeah no, no maintenance <laughs> you know i just feed them and yeah like that. and Let i love i love making tall. yeah i love making <laughs> like bubble hash and processing that stuff to like processing trim into bubble yeah hash. so that's also what we did at that facility is we did a lot of like cbd oils um cool. like you know coconut oil avocado oil blah 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 um and it was all cold process um and so i would bottle it process it grind it like everything i would do you know from the beginning um from germinating to the seed all the way until the finished product um nice. in a jar yeah so it was super uh like mind opening to see like the production process like i always imagined everything was done by machine and da 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 you know and that's sometimes it's totally not the case you know i, I literally made this whole thing by hand um but it looks like it came like right out of a machine you know in a, in a box and a jar and all legit and stuff and it was cool how does cold process work is that like dry ice or um cold process so 60 days um or 90 days you know somewhere in that time frame um you just put the biomass or the flour in the oil mm -hmm. um and let it sit in the sealed jar for 60 to 90 days and you just turn it over once a day mm. um and so it just let it lets it all you know seek out seep out into the oils um and then we'll press it we'll press all the um, the leftover biomass flour and the oil and just you know strain it and whatever's left is just you know the hard finished product there of the straight oil that's cool man yeah yeah so it's not you know you're not using any chemicals to like separate this that or the other and you know it's just really uh all natural yeah. um good product nice so out yeah. of can farms when did that yeah. start and Ooh. yeah um inspired it what inspired it uh my family dude my family uh, um they're really the motivation behind everything that i do um you know like when i when i got sober and then transitioned out like i had my now wife then girlfriend um by my side and that's that you know that that kept me focused that you know she's my family and then we had our first daughter and you know that always kept me grounded and focused and um that's where attican farms came from you know it was just um i'm a first generation immigrant my dad came over here from austria mm -hmm. no money um didn't speak english um ended up opening grocery stores and da 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 back in new york you know back in like the 70s and stuff cool. he was the old guy um and he passed away when i was young and didn't leave me anything like he fell into fat debt and like you know there was no um assistance like most people have you know mm -hmm. And, um, I don't want to do that to my kids. You know, I want to have like, a, if it's, you know, a little patch of dirt to leave them, you know, so be it as long as it's something, you know, mm. and, um, 
that's where Attican Farms came from. I, I wanted to, you know, be able to have a business in motion and like a property. And, you know, if they want to continue it, then that's cool. Or, you know, sell it and do their own thing. That's cool too. But just, you know, to be able to have some type of assistance yeah. um, from family is really kind of what started it all. Like a family business even to like to pass down. Big time. Yeah. My yeah. older daughter, um, she really likes plants as well. Um, whether it's just to humor me and hang out with her dad, I don't know, but you know, I'll, yeah. I'll take it for what it is, you know, <laughs> uh, my younger daughter too, you know, even be before she could really, um, pronunciate words, she was like, Oh, agave cactus. Cool. Like she knew, you know, and, um, no one ever taught her that, like sat her down was like, Hey, this is an agave or Hey, this is a cactus. She just like, you know, picked, picked up, up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and um, she'll point out trees and plants and stuff like that, you know, so they, um, they got the eye, you know, and, and that's, that's super cool to me. So anything that I can do to inspire that or keep that going, like, I'm, I'm all for it, you know? Yeah, well, I think we're headed in a time at a time like this, like something like that is more important than ever, right, to pass on skills to the next generation, because I feel like a lot of us had that a lack of of things passed down from the previous generation and yeah. or or influence um you know we kind of raised ourselves a lot of a, a lot of the kids yeah. in our generation and uh, you especially i imagine growing up fatherless was a huge challenge and i i wonder when you were younger and you didn't have that father figure did you did you find that somewhere else like in the streets or <laughs> yeah yeah big time dude um yeah my um i had a really good friend well i still we're still really good friends um who his name is zach as well mm -hmm. um it's a trip we have the same middle name and his last name is ayers and mine's Atticon. so we have the same initials he's just a couple years older than me um but that was that was like my brother you know yeah um we were in the streets together um same thing with my boy andy bercera roba um he passed away in 2020 mm. They um they found him face down on the train tracks, dude. They um yeah, it was a big bummer. I'm sorry to hear that. I um yeah, you know, life goes on. He was um <laughs> he was down that path anyways, you know. I, I cleaned up and I left Indio and I like I never came back until I don't know, maybe like three years of being like, you know, clean and sober and like on the straight path and like knowing that I had my my head on my shoulders and I went back to like handle some court stuff. And um, as I was leaving, I saw my homie Roba <laughs> riding his bike, you know, right down Highway 111 right there. I already knew what he was doing. And I like, flagged, hey, Roba, you know, I flagged him down and hadn't seen him in forever. And I was stoked to see him, like, just, you know, excited as can be. Yeah. And um, homie just wanted to ask me for a dollar, Damn. you know, so we can get his bag. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was just the life that um, that 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 he was living, you know, and that's all it really leads to unfortunately man but what so, a blessing what a blessing it is that we're we're not those people that that were found face down on the train tracks you know and i think yeah, it's man. such a fucking it's such a fucking miracle that anybody like raises their hand and it says like i need help you know yep. and, and seeks treatment and commits to treatment and, yep. and completes and then sustains recovery i mean the odds are really low they're really stacked against you bro so you're a fucking walking talking miracle and then now you're like have all these ambitions and you know you're, yeah. you're building a beautiful life for your family man and uh so many of us don't don't didn't get that opportunity you know or are still fucking out there you know it yeah. sucks, man it sucks yeah it's it's a hard cycle to break man it's a real hard cycle to break 
And, you know, just when you think you got it broken, um, you know, it can pop back up in ways you never even had imagined, you know? That it's, was um, me, nine months ago. Yeah, nine fucking months yeah. ago. I thought I had it. I thought I had it in the bag. I know it been clean for three years. Never had been clean that long before. I had been I had 18 months once and then I got to three yep. years. I thought I was smooth sailing, you know? Yeah, I remember that, that shit feeling. Came yeah. out of nowhere. Boom. Knocked yep. me on my ass. And I was like, Yeah, you think you got this? I'll fucking show you. Yeah. Yeah, it's humbling, man. It's it's big time humbling. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And that's you know, with Attican Farms, what I also want to do is emulate that work program. Yeah. um that i went to i want to create my own but in like a nursery vibe like mm -hmm. i want to you know bring people in and instead of working in the kitchen or with foster kids or this that and the other like we're growing plants we're propagating stuff and we're you know and you're learning a skill that you can then take on with you and then have a job and you know i just basically want to replicate man and just you know share my experiences with what i went through and you know if I could, you know, I don't expect to get a hundred percent success rate, but if I could get, you know, one person, two people, um, every here and there to, you know, be like, wow, plants are badass. Like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Or even just, you know, turn around from doing drugs or drinking or, you know, an abusive relationship, you know, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for that, man. Yeah. I mean, even if it's only during the time that they're with you, that they sustained any recovery, like that's a, a blessing in and of itself, right? That oh, yeah even if they go back out, at least, you know, they, they had that opportunity and they can see uh, what a life of recovery is like, you know, and once that's planted in your head, uh, using is never the same anymore. When Ooh, once you had a period of recovery, <laughs> getting high is not fun. You're, you're feel like nah. a prisoner, you yeah. know, and you're like, what am I fucking doing? I'm here again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm back with this needle in my arm or back on the street corner, or back with the cardboard sign on the side of the freeway. So shameful. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there's dude, there's an abundance of homeless people out here in Vista, like mm. insane amount. And um, you know, I when I was on the streets, dude, if I was ever asking you for a dollar, it was to get high. And yeah. you know, you could tell me any story under the sun, I'm not gonna believe you. You're just trying to get high. You know what I mean? So I want to help these people still to this day. So I just remember when I was on the streets, cigarettes, 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 cigarette, please. You know, that was my thing. So I buy him packs of cigarettes and just handing them out to homeless people. You know, I'm, I'm not going to give you a dollar, but here's a cigarette. I know that's going to help you. I know it's going to put a smile on your face, even if it's for five minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't agree with smoking. It obviously kills people. It's got cancer. I, I stopped smoking. Yeah. Um, but when my wife got pregnant originally, because she smoked as well. So we quit cigarettes together, um, you know, when she got pregnant. Mm. Um, but I had smoked for eight years, man. So, um, I know how it is, but yeah, so I, you know, I, I still want to be able to do good, um, even yeah, to this day, even if it's like you said, for, you know, a brief period of time. Yeah. I'm on a patch. So oh, okay. <laughs> I'm with you on that too, bro. Quitting smoke is fucking hard. I mean, I can't even get rid of the patch yeah. if my life depended on it, but, yeah. uh, we have a the similar, thing... what? Go ahead. No, I was going to say the thing that got me off cigarettes was the, f the first one in the morning was the hardest one to stop. I would just take a long ass shower, like a 30 minute, 45 minute shower until the point where I was just like, I, I, I didn't even think about cigarettes. I just want to go eat or something. You know what I mean? I just replaced it with something else. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm doing with the patch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the Suboxone of nicotine. Suboxone. <laughs> uh so we have a very uh, aligned path brother and i respect what your ambitions and when these things that you're doing that that you want to do with this out of farms man and we got a combined 
uh, minds and collaborate on these types of things. I always need a partner to because every time I go out and do this work with the homeless, I'm always by myself. It's hard to get people yeah, to come Yeah, you're in. doing it too. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that, man. Yeah, you would go out there with the plants and hand them out. See, that's another thing right there, dude. I'm hoping See, and to. So, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, even with the cigarettes, like I always ask the homeless people, hey, do you smoke cigarettes? And sometimes they'll, they'll say no. It's very seldom, but sometimes they'll say yeah. no. And I'll be like, well, here, take it anyways. You could at least trade it for yeah. something else. So you, you know, it's, it could be a form of currency, you know, just like the plants can be. Yeah, it's uh -huh. kind of like being in, incarcerated. Everything's of value. Clothing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's the same thing on the streets, you know. It's still currency. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I want to. What I want to do is I want to put fruit trees on Skid Row. Uh, I heard though that that a lot of the encampments are quote unquote being cleaned up, but really all they're doing is relocating them. I've heard even that they're taking vans, they're picking them up off Skid Row, forcing them off of the off of the street, and then bringing them out to the valley. <laughs> <laughs> yep. and just dropping them off in the fucking valley so it's just really yep. straight up just moving them out of sight out of mind but uh i yep. want to put because i i see these people that have these permanent installments bro at that shit that looks like it's been there for 10 15 years so i don't think that the city would would do shit about it if if we just rolled up with a with a truck and fruit trees in like big ass, you know, like wooden crates yeah. and just toss them onto the street, onto the sidewalk so that they have food, you know, like, why not? Yeah. Why not provide them with food to grow and edible you know, A foods? lot of the cities um, plant fruit trees that don't produce fruit intentionally. Like the there's, fuck? they're against it. Well, it from their standpoint, I've worked for the city for a brief period of time out here in Carlsbad. From their standpoint, it's uh, it's like a maintenance. It's another thing to clean up, right? Or pests to have to worry about. Well, silly. I, I totally don't yeah. agree with it. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's bizarre the lengths that like there's a lot of um, fruitless olive trees all around San Diego County, and it's like why? Like yeah. just just let the olives, you know, let the olives. Shouldn't come down. we have fruits everywhere, just like available to the public? You know, totally. I think also yeah. it's part of like just capitalism. Like you you can't have it unless you buy it from us. Oh, don't even get me started on that, bro. Why do you think they want everybody in high rises and condos? They don't want you to have land. They don't want you to be able to grow shit. They don't want you to know about that. They don't want you to have that power. That's what yeah, it is, bro. bro. Hey, man. Well, uh. if you ever want to do a retreat, I'm on. I'm on 16 acres, and this the my Jeez. my landlady. She's a she's like a a shaman, an ordained minister, and and healer, and. Uh, we want to do like retreats, man, and listeners too. Like, especially for the type of thing you're talking about, we have so yeah. much space, dude. And we could do like three day retreats, and you know, it could be volunteer, it could be we could sell tickets. It, it I don't know, just oh, yeah, bounce some ideas off each other. And like, that's cool, yeah, do some like uh, primitive camping type stuff, yeah, totally. Or gardening, I don't know. She wants to help addicts, so uh, oh, really, in yeah. the spot that you're at, yeah, interesting, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool, dude. When I went out to um, Borrego Spring past weekend, I was totally um, like, I was like, I want land here, you know, mm -hmm. just like seeing all the focaria and the ferro cactus and just everything grow naturally. I was like, I want to be here. And like, I thought I was like, dude, this would be a great place too, because you're in the middle of a desert. Where are you going to go when you're in rehab? You know what I mean? You're just going to run away to where the desert, right. you know, because that, that was a lot of um that was always um, like trouble. I feel like back when I was in um, rehab in like a, you know, a popular city or like a, you know, in a main street, like people would just, they would just take off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go get high. <laughs> Everything's real close by. Yeah. 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 You know, 
whether that was intentionally uh, uh, they they did it intentionally or not, I I don't know. But <laughs> funny yeah. stuff. Yeah, I work in a facility like that, and uh, it's it's sad, man. Like the success rates are really poor. You know, it's like yeah. rarely do I see someone actually stay sober, man. So. I would love to see a, a new fresh perspective on it, especially incorporating earthly things like plants and stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, I went through a bunch of different programs, man. Like I did like, you know, the, the medical detox in like a hospital and then like, um, you know, I did the, the, the 12 step behavior modification and faith based and this, that, and the other. And the work program, man, I'm telling you, I, I think the fact that it was faith and work in the same time, Mm -hmm. really is like the mix at least for me and my walk that was just that was yeah. my shit that was my shit yeah it not only gave me like my schedule but it gave me like a a why you know like a, a spiritual why are you doing this kind of a thing you know and um for me that's what i really needed dude to like my efforts weren't just uh in vain you know yeah brother what does your yeah. main, what does your spiritual and recovery maintenance like look like today? How what are you doing to maintain your sobriety besides for plants and family? Obviously first, right? Families first, but yeah, um, lots of prayer, lots of prayer and meditation, man. Um, even you know, I um, I believe in a higher power, and I believe that um, it knows my heart and it knows my desires. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, when you have a kid, you know, your, your kid's hearts and desires, um, but you want to hear those words. Right. So I, yeah. I feel that like putting your thoughts and emotions and desires into words and putting them out there, um, it does a lot does. for, yeah. you know, change and just like overall, um, happiness, I guess, you know, just kind of. Uh, I don't know what it is, but just expressing it, you know, just, it does me personally a, a lot of good and helps me focus on those few things and not only ask for them, but also put the footwork in that I need to, to receive them, you know? Yeah. You're speaking it into existence. Totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Bro. Yeah. And that's why and, like positive know, affirmations can be really helpful for people that are, that feel like insecure or low on themselves as corny as it feels. And it seems in the moment, but when you say these things out loud every day, ritualistically, yep. it does something. It, after a while, it changes you, and it just it's part of your routine. It can upload. It can just even uplift your your vibe at the moment. You know, yep. you're like really kind of in your head. And you're going through it, and you start praying out loud. I pray a lot while I drive, because no yeah. one's there, right? You know? So I got the car, and it's empty, and I'll, I'll fucking I'll pray the whole fucking drive sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, a lot, a lot of, so I have like two things that I say a lot is that, um, life goes on uh -huh. and the Lord will provide. Yes. And I just, I always get like, I, I say those things because I always get focused on this one moment in life that I'm so worked up and it's like, I say life goes on, you know, cause it's literally like you're, you know, you, uh, people passing away, for example, you know, that's just poof, it's gone. And, you know, you want them to be there tomorrow, but life's just always going to go on and it doesn't it really doesn't care as, you know, as rough mm -hmm. as that sounds, but life doesn't give a shit about you. You know, it's always going to go on. So being focused on this one moment, dude, is not going to do you any good. You just got to roll with it and, you know, learn to adapt. And, um, you know, the Lord will provide. I just, I can't get everything that I need right now, you know? Yeah. Um, I just have faith that as long as I put the footwork in, it'll, it'll, it'll come, you know, you'll, you'll attract it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
Yeah, I love to like speak in the present tense, like when I'm doing these affirmations, like I have this one that I do every day, I greatly honor who I am, I treat myself with respect, blah, blah, blah. But it's uh, and and I start to it started to realize that it's true. You know, these things that I felt like I was lying. When I say uh. that first, I first started doing I'm lying to myself. But now I can honestly <laughs> say that these things that I'm saying out loud are true now, you know, nice. it's, it's amazing. I don't know. It's very strange. Our words have power, right? Yeah. Big time, dude. It's energy, you know, it really at the, the end of the day. And comes back. Yeah. Big Love time. That. Cool, brother. Well, this yeah. has been a beautiful conversation. We're at an uh, hour. We're at an hour now. I'll, I will okay. make it seamless so that nobody will notice. Um, <laughs> no worries. I appreciate you being patient with me. I'm glad we finally got to do this, brother. Where can everybody find you? Where can everybody find me? Um, just uh, you know, I'm on Instagram, Attican Farms, and I've uh, been doing some YouTube stuff, also Attican Farms. Right. Uh, but come, come see me in person right here in Vista. That's uh, you know, the best way. Yeah, I've got to check out your YouTube channel. I'll subscribe today. Go check it out. Um, yeah, I just, I'm... I just started doing it like a week ago or so. Um, I just, I went out to Tory Pines and started tripping out on the Dudleyas. Um, and I just, that opened my mind to all the native badass plants that are right here in San Diego that I could take like a 30 minute hour drive to and see them in their natural habitat today. Um, and so I, I really wanted to share that with like a lot of locals too, cause I had no idea that there's so many badass Dudleyas just like literally on the, on the side of the road here, dude. It's, it's so cool. Is that like La Jolla, Torrey Pines, kind of near La Jolla? Yeah, it's um just north of La Jolla, really. Um, there's a nature reserve over there that's really large. And um, it's cool because you can see like dolphins on the coast and stuff. Like I saw a whole pod of dolphins there and I've never seen that before. Um, yeah, it was badass, dude. Um, and then pharaoh cactus viridescens grows out there naturally, which is super cool to see. Um, but the Dudley, I just kind of catch my eye, man. Cause it's, you know, it's a local succulent. Like it looks like an echeveria, but it's like, you know, it's, it's California it goes up yeah. to San Francisco and down to, down to Mexico too, where echeveria grows, but it's cool, man. It holds a special place in my heart. I love a good farina on a Dudley, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Especially the natural dude. It's so cool to see them just like yeah. on a vertical cliffside, just growing out of a straight rock and just being as big as like, you know, a cabbage or like a watermelon even dude. It's, it's fucking mind-blowing yeah super cool cool so i will check that out and i'll plug links to all that stuff if you could send me a photo for the cover i would appreciate that oh yeah and uh yeah we'll do this again sometime cool sounds good man all right out of can farms everyone if everyone could please like review and subscribe to the podcast and hit that share button we would both appreciate that greatly all right later this is